This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 38. Hey, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com, your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Do you know the difference between extra duty and regular duty tennis balls? Pressurized and pressureless balls? Well, in this episode of Tennis Quick Tips, you're going to learn all about tennis balls. And by the end, you'll know exactly which ones to use next time you hit the courts. So today we're going to talk about tennis balls. Did you even realize there are different kinds of tennis balls? If not, you might be using the wrong ones. I was thinking about this because I got a question from Mary, a good friend and a longtime tennis fixation supporter. As you know, I'm always asking you to submit your tennis questions to me And a lot of you do, and I appreciate that. Well, Mary sent in one that I thought was definitely worth answering with its own podcast episode. Here's what Mary says. I got a complaint from one of the captains in the A Tuesday League that I coordinate. She had to play with clay court balls on a hard court and said her arm hurt so bad the next day that she had to go to the doctor. She wants me to address this with all the captains, but I'm not real sure what to say. What's the difference between tennis balls? And can using the wrong balls really cause someone to hurt their arm? Okay, so let's get into this. If you're like me, you're looking for only one kind of tennis ball, the cheap ones. I buy balls by the case at Costco, so I always have a can on hand. And if I happen to be in Walmart, I'll buy balls there too sometimes, as they're often priced at less than $2 a can. I guess whoever's setting the prices at Walmart is not a big tennis player and doesn't realize that they could get a lot more than this. But the fact is, there's more to a tennis ball than its price. Without getting too technical or boring, here's the anatomy of a tennis ball. It's a rubber ball wrapped in a fuzzy fabric covering with either a solid rubber core or a hollow core filled with gas. When the core is solid, the ball is called pressureless. When the core is hollow, it's filled with pressurized air or nitrogen, and the balls are called pressurized. So first, let's consider that felt covering on the outside of the ball. If you hadn't noticed, tennis balls come with two types of felt coverings regular duty and extra duty. I used to not pay too much attention to this, just buying whatever was cheap or handy. And consequently, I'd have a wide variety of balls around, some regular duty, some extra duty. Does that matter? Well, yes, actually it does. Regular duty or soft court balls are designed for use on clay courts. As you might guess, Tennis balls travel slower on clay courts than they do on hard courts or on grass. The clay absorbs the impact of the ball more readily than a hard court. 
Regular duty balls therefore have a thinner and less fuzzy felt covering so that the balls will pick up less clay when they're used on those courts. Extra duty or hard court balls, on the other hand, are for use on hard and grass courts. Their felt covering is thicker and they have more fuzz on them, allowing them to be used longer on hard courts. But you can imagine this extra fuzzy covering on an extra duty ball would become more caked with clay than with the less fuzzy covering on a regular duty ball. So you definitely want to avoid using extra duty balls on a clay court. So if you play on clay a lot, you should be using regular duty balls as they should perform better and last a little longer. And if you play on hard courts or grass a lot, the extra duty balls would be preferable, not only because they have a longer life, but that extra fuzz may help a tiny bit with increasing the spin you can put on the ball. You can easily tell which kind of ball you're playing with in two ways. First, and most obvious, look at the can. It's written on there. But if you're somehow playing with balls that are not in the can, because maybe your opponent took them out of the can already and you don't want to be rude or weird and ask to look at the can, just look at the brand name printed on the ball. Regular duty balls will have the brand name printed in red, like red clay, while extra duty balls will have the brand name printed in black. So that's some useful trivia that you can now take out on the courts with you. Okay, so what's the difference between pressurized and pressureless tennis balls, and why would you care? Pressurized balls are the ones that you usually find in a single can of three, maybe four, and probably the ones that you're buying. What are their benefits? First, they have more bounce. Pressurized balls feel more lively when they first come out of the can. The can itself is vacuum sealed to prevent the pressurized gas inside the ball from leaking out. Second, they have more spin response. Because they're lighter, you can generate more spin with these balls. Finally, they allow you to hit with more speed. Since pressurized balls have less mass than pressureless balls, pressurized balls travel faster. But the benefits of pressurized balls are, like a good haircut, very short-lived. Within two to four weeks or less of opening the can, these balls can become pretty unplayable. As the pressurized gas inside the ball escapes, these balls lose their bounce and can feel dead or wooden. That's why you probably open a new can of balls every time you play a match that counts for something and why your league probably requires the home team to always provide new balls. Pressureless balls, on the other hand, feel a little dead right from the start. But over time, as the fuzzy fabric cover on the ball wears away and the rubber inside softens, these balls actually become more bouncy. While that sounds good, the fact that these balls are heavier means that they strike your racket with more force and they require your arm and the rest of your body to use more force in hitting them. The result can be an increase in injury. And while the balls may become bouncier, their spin response can decrease over time. A definite negative in these days when so many people, even me, 
are trying to generate spin on their serves and ground strokes. So where will you see pressureless balls in use? Most often you'll see them in lessons and in ball machines because of their longer life. But just be aware, I have actually seen a player who bought a bunch of pressure, excuse me, bought a bunch of pressureless balls because they were so cheap and you could get a huge quantity of them. And she didn't really realize that what she was buying was not a ball that you could use in a match. Okay, let's talk about one final kind of ball that many of you have probably seen, but may have never used. These are the red, orange, and green dot balls that are now being used with junior players and even with some adult beginners who are just learning the game. While these balls are obviously not something you're going to use in match play, junior players are using them in some of their matches. While these balls may look like standard tennis balls, sort of, they behave much differently. The red balls, for example, are a little larger than a standard tennis ball and have only 25% of the pressure of a standard ball. So the red ball bounces a lot less and moves a lot slower. The orange ball has 50% of the pressure and the green dot ball has 75%. This obviously allows players using these balls to keep them much more under control since they won't go flying off as easily as a standard ball. And these types of balls are much more likely to bounce in the lower strike zone of smaller junior level players. Now you pretty much know everything there is to know about tennis balls. So let's get back to Mary's question. Remember, she had a player who complained because she had to play a hard court match with clay court or regular duty balls. The player said that because of this, she hurt her arm badly enough that she had to go to the doctor. The player wants Mary to address this with all the captains, but Mary isn't 100% sure what to say. I responded to Mary by first giving her an explanation of the difference between regular duty and extra duty balls, just what I gave you guys just a minute ago. And I agreed that it would be inappropriate to use regular duty balls on a hard court, which is what happened according to this player. But I went on to say this, honestly, in my opinion, I can't imagine that this difference would really hurt someone's arm at our level, the recreational player level. Maybe if the player was playing singles, hitting exclusively spin shots, and played for three or more sets, it might hurt their arm to use the wrong kind of ball. But I just don't think it would make that kind of difference in a normal match of ladies' recreational doubles. And I stand by that answer. If this player's arm really hurt so badly after her match that she had to go to the doctor, I'm 99% sure it was because she was using improper technique on her strokes or her serve. I can't imagine that this player's pain was caused by having to use regular duty balls on a hard court. And I say that not only because of what I know about tennis balls, but because I've actually played hard court matches with soft court balls. Again, I've never noticed that it affected my play or my pain level. Having said that, I do think that you should provide the proper kind of balls for the court that you're going to be playing on. If this is a requirement of your league, and I think it should be, 
then you should be required to have the type of balls that are consistent or appropriate to the court surface you're playing on. And if you're the opponent in this situation and the other team is providing the balls or the other player, you should be able to protest or say something about the fact that they didn't provide the balls that are consistent with the court surface. Um, I guess my point I'm trying to make is, while I can't believe that this would have caused an injury the way this lady is claiming, I do believe that she's right to tell the league coordinator about this problem and to ask the league coordinator to remind captains, to remind their players that they should provide the right kind of balls. So that's it for this week's episode of Tennis Quick Tips. I'll have the show notes for this episode over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips38. And as I always say, if you have any questions about tennis or suggestions about what you'd like to hear on the podcast, just email me at kim at tennisfixation.com. I've got several more questions that I've received recently that I am planning to dedicate podcast episodes to. So if you've got a good topic, just let me know. All of my contact info, other Tennis Quick Tips episodes, and a ton of other great tennis tips can be found at TennisFixation.com. Thanks again for listening, and happy tennis.